Based upon last week's episode, I only have to say one thing. Redacted. Tucker, it will be the longest in NFL history if it's good. A 66-yard try. Tucker's kick is on the way. It is good! Crossbar! And it tumbles through! It is good! Time has expired! Justin Tucker! Hello and welcome to episode 87 of the And the Kick is Good podcast. Uh, I'm your host Tom and I'm joined as usual by Colin and Brad. Correct. Correct. Yep. Uh, you can thank the fact that our audience isn't big enough to have cancelled us after last week's episode um, for the fact that we are back again to fill your ears with some off-season nonsense. What's there to be cancelled about suggesting two married people live a consensual sex life, Tom? Oh, there's nothing else problematic. Unless you think people feel that strongly about uh, challenge flags on past interference calls. I don't think we need to enter that well again this early, do we? I think we can wait at least 20 minutes before I start shouting at Colin again. Because <laughs> it's been a while, but it hasn't been too long. Um, yes, we are, as I will keep saying, in the doldrums of the off-season now. Um, Colin created the list of news to discuss for this week, and it is. Uh, scraping a barrel doesn't cover it. Um, I'd like to say thank you, Tom, for at less than two minutes in, hyping up for what will be eventually another 47 minutes of content. Well, what I was going to say <laughs> was, so if you've got anything else to do, like watch a decking dry or maybe water a cactus, perhaps now's the time to do it. But okay, Brad, <laughs> sod it. I won't make that joke. How was your week? It has to be amazing now. You have to talk it out like nobody's business. Uh, it was a pretty good week. Thank you very much. I had a lovely time. I saw lots of friends. Uh the Eurovision happened, um, which caused, you know, great debate, uh, <laughs> needlessly. Uh, but the, the overall sentiment is, you know, we, we should have won and uh, the fix is in. So Brad caught some <laughs> stray bullets in a Facebook messenger group with me because um, what actually happened there, Brad, unbeknownst to you, was I had been woken up plenty of times by my child on his first night back in the house. So I was in no mood to be trifled with. Um, and also somewhat like passing in and out between messages. So the fact that they made any sense whatsoever as I was lambasting the Eurovision as an entity um, w- was kind of a miracle in itself. So I, I won't apologise. Um, in fact, I'll double down. But th- there was kind of reasoning behind the madness at 1am screaming about the I'm Eurovision. Just, uh, uh, I'm just glad that your son has decided to embrace the the tradition of shouting 12 points whenever we get them which has it's been a while since we've had any of them but (laughs) seemingly he was enjoying the the celebration and the flag waving so you're raising good gammon Uh, Colm not not including Eurovision and or dodgy songs anything you've been doing this past seven days yeah, a busy week for me. Uh, the cactus is showing a bit more signs of life uh, now that he's out in the office. Um, normally I get cut off by this point, so I'm not quite sure I've got anything else to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. all about it. Read all about it. Rule number one of improv, never start a sentence if you don't know where you're finishing it. That's not the first rule of improv, it's yes and. Yes and what? <laughs> That's it, yes and. So what you've done there is started another sentence and you don't know how to finish it. You are terrible at this, Colin. Yes, news for I the think... week. Go on. I think you need to go to improv school. <laughs> I'll, I'll read a floppy disk on it. Um, Thank you. I was going to say read a book, but then I realised there's probably quite a lot of books about improv. Yeah. Oh, man, when I edit this, it's going to sound a lot funnier than it actually was. <laughs> you lie. You lie. You overrate your abilities so much. Um, news for the week. Uh, a bunch of shit happened. Um, first on the docket, it says here that the NFL mini camps and rookie mini camps happened. And in fairness, OTAs are literally starting today. So... 
by this time next week, and by, by the time that you hear this, probably someone's knee has exploded. So um, just quickly, we'll go to Colin to give us the deep analysis <laughs> on uh, whoever's knee has just exploded and how it impacts the team around them. Colin? Yeah, it's going to be tough to really evaluate Bailey Zappi's uh, early <laughs> career uh, following that devastating knee injury. But I, I, I expect he can bounce back and not be too affected by his lack of mobility, which he showed a modicum of uh, while he was at Western Kentucky. You know what? J.K. Dobbins, who I still couldn't believe was there in the third, uh, feels like a prime candidate for his, his knee going <laughs> Um, anything you saw or wanted to bring up about minicamp, Brad? Uh, no. Is, okay. is there really anything to say about minicamp? No, no, no not at all. I'm just making sure the I didn't just want to move past you, and and you know, you have some I, huge. Hot I take. seem to get in some sort. I seem to get into some sort of flame war on Twitter about uh, Brock <laughs> Purdy being the QB one for the Forty Nineers going forward. <laughs> Yeah, that was that yeah. was enjoyable sitting on the back seat for that and just being tagged in all the replies. That was pretty nice. Um, in the next That's part, of... my least favorite part of Twitter is people not unatting you in the replies. It's such an easy feature, <laughs> and it's just like, cool. No, now you need to hear a, a four hundred and thirty-four reply chain. Oh, Good to know, Colum. I think we know what we're doing with our evening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, second on the news list here, it says the NFL schedule was released. And that's about as much oh, time yes. as we need to cover that. So, third uh, no, on no, the list. column, column, uh, you as resident, obviously, as we discussed uh, last week, it's probably a bit of a make or break season uh, for Carl Shanahan uh, and Paxton Lynch. Um, <laughs> so, I just want to, yeah. Jeremy Lynch, Jeremy uh, Paxton. I just wanted to get, I just wanted to get your your feelings on the schedule. Uh, perhaps you maybe look at it, see which games are going to be must-win games, where you expect yeah. the record to be sort of situation? Yeah, to me, it's very much... I think it's uh, an A-minus schedule for the 49ers, and particularly Trey Lance, you know, being this uh, you know young up-and-comer. He's got an easy start to his schedule, uh, and, you know, that will Is help that him develop... Is on the bench for Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, well, it's, hopefully he's going to get those early games in, because that will help him build momentum towards that back half where he gets into a bit of a gauntlet, you know, uh, going ah, forward. Yeah, it's yeah, also... Yeah. I know what you're thinking. You know, the 49ers are playing against the AFC West. How can that be an A minus? But when you factor in the travel miles as well for the 49ers, really does e- you know easy up that schedule for them, um, and will hopefully help uh, Trey really you know embed himself into that offense. Once the box off, fucking watch the box off. The AFC West in goal. <laughs> oh, that that mostly comes in in the back half. Um, oh, you know, so you're flying, you're flying, yeah, 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 yeah. Other than the Chiefs, who they've obviously got early on, uh, about week seven, week eight, I believe that is. Uh, you know, a middle buy really helpful for the team as well. I think they've suffered from a few early buys past couple seasons. Yeah, looking strong, I think, from the 49ers' perspective. Uh, Brad, do you want to give me the Giants' perspective on their schedule breakdown? Um, yeah, it's looking like there's going to be a lot of. What the hell's going on out here? That's All it. Right. Thanks for that. <laughs> That's pretty much it with the Giants. The, the Giants are going to lose a lot of games. Yeah. Tom, do you uh, want to cover the other 30 teams? Okay. <laughs> yes, they play some games. The The league found a way to punish teams for actively tanking, and that was what they did to the Lions, which was to give them no primetime games. That's the only take I have away from the schedule. <laughs> That's a... That's a... Uh, <laughs> That's a loss to not be in a primetime game. Feels like the Lions can now build up Piper as the sneaky underrated team. We, but from a from a ownership exposure standpoint, which Lions owner wants this roster to be exposed to a national audience? Do it when you're good, not jerked uh, off. Hey, if I if I draw a stick figure picture right, and I get a chance for it to be housed in the Louvre, I'm still going for it. It might be shit, and it might be the worst thing in there. But I'm still going to take that opportunity. Tom, you said it's because of tanking reasons, but how do you know Goodell isn't punishing owners for other reasons? Oh no! <laughs> Move on. Move on. <laughs> Controversy. Did Martha Ford satisfy Jane Skinner enough? Fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, Tom, let's move on to more t- conversation that you love. 
such as Kay Adams leaves Good Morning Football. No, no, no. Read the full thing as Colin put it. Kay Adams leaves Good Morning Football. Open brackets. I don't care if Tom doesn't care. This is the off-season and it's just barely football news. Close brackets. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Did you want to talk like, about this? Yeah, I do. Because there's nothing else to really talk about. Uh, Good Morning Football is one of the staples of NFL Network. It's one of the only shows they, you know, produce daily you know, as a new show. And Kay Allen's been there for six years since its foundation. You know, and it, it's a it's a remarkably good show considering, particularly times like now, how little they have to talk about. Um, you know, How many times have you sat down and watched week? Good Morning Football? Not a rerun, not a segment on Twitter, like actually gone on to Game Pass or NFL Network and tuned in to Good Morning Football, Colin? Literally this lunchtime. <laughs> yes, as in once. Uh, and before that, I was doing it throughout the playoffs as well. Right. <laughs> okay. Any other questions? <laughs> so, since since the start of February, what? 15 times? Yeah. Okay. Probably. N- not a great batting average that there for Good Morning Football. I don't know. But that it... feels pretty high considering there's fuck all going on. Yeah. <laughs> no, because... Like I said... <laughs> as you said, once was yesterday and every other time was during the playoffs, which is what, like the pinnacle of stuff happening. Yeah, but my point is it's a very good show when <laughs> one, you've got factor in they're doing it first thing in the goddamn morning. And, like, we're low energy right now trying to do this of an evening with fuck all to talk about. They do three hours of that daily. They're based based in LA and they get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. They are coked up to the nines column. Pretty sure they're based in New York, to be honest. I don't think you can claim that, Tom. (laughs) No, NFL Network's in LA. I'm pretty sure Good Morning Football's based in New York. I might be wrong, but I thought it was. Oh, you might, Uh, yeah, in that case, they're getting up at 5am to do that stuff. And they That's are coked insane up to beyond me. all belief. Uh, we would like to make it clear that Pepsi are the official partners of the NFL. <laughs> Therefore, they are enjoying a nice cold beverage of Pepsi. Are Max. they still? Or did they, didn't that end with the halftime show last, last year? I don't know. All I remember is that's what John Mara is still giving out, although I wouldn't put it past him. I'm pretty sure Pepsi tried to get Goodell fired uh, alongside uh, Papa John. <laughs> Oh, it was Christ. the team up of the century. Big soda. Kendall Jenner and Papa Big soda John. trying to do what big pizza <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Oh, um, boy. Right. Uh, Cole, who do you reckon is going to replace her? <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of good options out there. Obviously, Nate Burleson's gone now, which is a, a big loss, again, for um, Good Morning Football. Oh, I'm going to blow They're my head probably going to look at... Yeah, I know. It's tough, isn't it? It's tough. <laughs> I'm going to say... They will get Brian Williams uh, across from MSNBC to do it. She's worked hard. Give it to Colleen Wolf. If she wants yeah. it, it should be her job for the taking. It should be, yeah. Fair play. Why to did her you for that. go strange working class builder there? <laughs> oh, it should be Colleen. If she wants it, she's done enough. Give her a bloody job. We'll have a good <laughs> She's a good lass. She's done the yard yards, you know. She deserves her moment in the spotlight. I mean, they've got Peter Schrager there currently as their, like, you know, inside guy for good middle football. I'm best. saying, let's get someone like Colin Rooney across to do some more investigative stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, really build, build out that newsroom they've got going there. The name on the card reads Colleen. <laughs> Rooney, not Wolf. Yeah, but Tom, we're just the working men, aren't we? We're just, you know, the normal working men, the background just, of society. We're just normal men. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we continue with normal conversation? <laughs> I don't know. I'm quite impressed you managed to drag that out for like five minutes, to be honest. That's so fair play. You could get a job on Good well, Morning Football. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, let's cut the some adverts. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> we're never going to have those. Uh, we did once. Wasn't great. Uh, <laughs> Raiders trade uh, for Jared Stidham. Is that his first name? Yeah. Is that how you yes. his second name? Uh, from the Pats, they gave Brian Edwards away to the fat. Oh wait, no, they, they traded for Stidham and then tra- traded away Brian Edwards. And just like that, your Good Morning Football future was dashed. <laughs> so close. 
So yeah, Brian Edwards now plays for the Falcons, joining a group of otherwise known as guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> People really who occasionally is, uh... run routes and sometimes even catch balls. And maybe uh, was it Drake London? Yeah, yeah, Drake London. They drafted Drake London. <laughs> so uh, some real, some real controversy there. You know, oh boy, could be a real position of controversy. But yeah, uh, Tom is Jared Stidham the future of the Raiders when they inevitably cut Derek Carr after the season? I don't even know if he's the current backup for the Raiders to be honest. But hey, who knows? I guess we're probably looking if if Marcus Mariota went to the Falcons and could be the starter, then you know maybe Jared Stidham is the starter for the Panthers next season or in some sort of weird <laughs> thing when, when he comes in and has two snaps a game and runs for thirteen yards or something. Uh, well, not to skip ahead of the uh, wonderful talking points uh, <laughs> that we have listed out, but the Panthers apparently are so desperate that they would even consider uh, a potentially returning Drew Brees, who has uh, left, seemingly left NBC. He has since refuted the claims that he's left, but seems like his ass got fired by NBC after a year of mediocre announcing let me let me get um, that because... let me get the tweet up because it is it is phenomenal like i i, I haven't left yet I like just what just where you find it drew Brees, i think signed up with nbc two years ahead of him retiring from football right so he's been under contract more time than he i think he delivered <laughs> on his contract as an active employee for nbc it's quite a strange it's just a very strange situation isn't it here you go. I, yes, but also no, because uh, as people have said, like they're expecting Tony Romo's, and what you can't afford right now in what is largely, let's be honest, a, a, a largely dying terrestrial TV market where sports rights are absolutely anything and everything, you need to have the most exciting uh, program on the market with the you know with the most insightful looks of everything. Right now, everyone considers that to be like what year one year two Tony Romo where he was basically calling the plays before they even happened um, and that's what they're not getting because it turns out when you complete when you take someone who you know it's Drew Brees he wasn't exactly the most budding of media personalities and you know <laughs> greatest interviews before and you take them you neuter them you wore them down even further <laughs> you them. and then Jesus. say cool yeah and say go out and have it like it's a boring thing everyone's looking for the next Tony Romo on the next Peyton and Eli without looking at how those two uh, sets of people thrived in that they were off the cuff allowed to do what they want and eventually they got watered down and we all got bored of it although if you're Tom that's something was popular so you never liked it from the off that's <laughs> 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 oh, yes, how you felt about Peyton and Eli read, uh, read the tweet Tom read the tweet despite speculation from media about my future this fall I'm currently undecided I may work for NBC. I may play football again. I may focus on business and philanthropy. I may train for the pickleball tour, senior golf tour, coach my kids, or all of the above. I'll let you know. I would just like to note let- one thing where he says, I may work for NBC, not I may announce games for NBC. Because that feels <laughs> like quite a significant part where they've gone, look, we'll keep you on. We're happy to honour the agreement to some extent. You know, you can come in, you can be studio analyzer but we don't want you being you know the color analyst directly at a game for three hours and honestly i could see that making so much sense yeah i mean they did that with uh phil sims didn't they after he was getting criticized for some of his commentary and he moved into an in-studio analyst and i think he's largely been fine there you know i've obviously I, it sounds weird to talk about this from a commentary perspective but he had potential, right? Like, it may not have been a great first year, but he had the potential to be a good commentator. He, d- he didn't like fall said, on his face at any point, thing. but he didn't... He, like, he, I, he didn't Jason Witten himself, did he? But, but what's difficult is... So you don't even have to compare him to Romo, even though people want to because it's quarterback to quarterback, etc. But if you compare him to Greg Olson, they were worlds apart. Greg Olson was phenomenal at it. And I think that's yeah. that's what's difficult, is that he wasn't even... He wasn't even the best player to come out of the, come off the field and go into the booth the year that he did it. 
<laughs> which is like that's difficult but so, i think it's also greg olsen knows that that's his future after football drew Brees can go do like one of like 17 million yeah, he can coach pickleball and also whatever that and is absolutely fucking nothing if he wants to because he got paid a ridiculous amount of more <laughs> than greg olsen like greg olsen had some when he was injured right he had a few games and clearly you know studied and made made you know, went to make it work. I just don't feel like the same passion was there. To, to be but clear, if Drew is... Brees comes out of retirement and plays for the Panthers behind their current offensive line, he will die by the end of the season. <laughs> I uh, and he was already struggling with with the Saints when he was like down yeah. like seven ribs, wasn't he? <laughs> um, the the funny thing to me though is just the thought that producers at these large American networks are talking about commentators the same way they would if they were the rookie QBs as well like yeah the thing is he's not really ex- exciting he's, there's prospects there but he hasn't put he hasn't flashed enough on tape for us to, to yeah he's, the, he's, not, he's not he's not a scheme fit with our <laughs> scheme fit with our current uh studio we need we need to build the guys around him better we need uh, a solid rotational piece like an RG3 or you know a Kyle Orton to <laughs> really move yeah. things around like it's just fascinating to me there, and I think a lot more of these people are gonna get gonna get Josh Rosen, right? Just like cool, one year in, one year out, and it only puts into perspective that Tom Brady signed a ten-year fucking deal, yeah. <laughs> right? And, uh, and to like, an extent, I, I think the announcer job from a one-year perspective is probably harder than coming into the NFL and and playing quarterback from a standpoint of. At least in a rookie season as a quarterback, you have the ability to like flash good plays. Zach Wilson is a prime example where for games after games, he stunk. But you can put on a pretty decent three to four game stretch at the end of the season and go, look, there's something to build on there. As an announcer, how do you flash? Like, how do you, <laughs> you made a pretty good call on third and six, or you nailed that rule about. You know, a strange offsides on a field goal or something. You don't really have that that level to it. I suppose kind of the difference is that, like, there's nothing like a live football game, right? In terms of playing, like, you, you can do all the practice you want. There's nothing, you know, until you actually get hit by a D lineman, you don't know what it's like to get hit by a D lineman. Fair to say, but you can watch thousands of other games and do your own commentary over it to refine those skills, right? You can also play Madden excessively and commentate over your own games. You can do <laughs> right. that as well. I think we've all done it. I think, I think it, it, as a kid, that's something that you do. And if you just carry on to do that, I think you'll naturally get better and better at it. As you say, some people, I don't think, but do what, that what or, you don't or try have, to commit that or try to get better. What you don't have in that situation, similar, like you're not being punched in a face or tackled or whatever by a defensive lineman. But you can practice like that all you want. But what you don't develop in that is the chemistry with the other person. And that's that's some of the things that, that really kind of lacked from guys like Booger McFarland and the ESPN group is they, they just never had that real chemistry. I don't think Booger McFarland's issue is chemistry. I it think Booger McFarland's issues were, <laughs> were a lot more. Uh, I think there's a lot more going on there. It was it was ESPN trying to turn Monday Night Football into something out of Disneyland, wasn't it? It was like <laughs> this yeah, huge and, fucking seat that was rolling across, like along the And that's the what sideline. I mean. Like what people liked about Tony Romo was he wasn't trying to sell you in on anything else, right? They. He wasn't going out of his way to start commentating about the next series of Survivor or, you know, Big Bang Theory reruns or whatever. It's just like, cool, here's the football thing happening. Here's the football. But you've really invested in the football thing that's happening in the on the football field right now. And then that's it. And he, and he, and he moves on, right? But it, like but he it might was give new you a as well. Context. Right? Like, yeah. he, he literally came from playing to doing that. And coming as, as three people who... Didn't really experience. <laughs> so coming as three people. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't really experience John Madden's announcing at its peak. I think that was the thing that most people have equated it to, right? Is the way that that Madden broke down the game and made it accessible, and it felt like Romo built on that because he he like he literally knew the schemes that teams were running because twelve months earlier he was. Sc- like studying for it as if his life depended on it 
And so that's the bar now. If you're going to do the Romo thing, because that's what not what Greg Olson tries to do, for example. He just lets kind of the natural charisma and a little bit of football knowledge come into it, but he doesn't try and break it down from an X's and O's standpoint. So you kind of you have to bring that element of yourself to the role. And I think that's one of the things that people are kind of expecting from Brady is that he's going to do this, you know, QB, X's and O level thing. But he has to do it. He has to, like, blow Romo out of the water. Which, look, it's Tom Brady and is there anything he hasn't actually fucking accomplished that he's tried to do, right? <laughs> but it doesn't, still doesn't guarantee that he's going to succeed at this. And I think that's, that's something that Breeze found out is that, you know, you have to put yourself onto what you are creating and if you can't find the thing that works then then you're going to be out the door i mean even the first week or two of the um peyton and eli was a little bit rough around the edges because they hadn't found their groove yet and that was going in a completely different format so hopefully they don't just try and box brady in hopefully but at the same time you can't just walk in and treat him like he's tom brady because that's going to throw the entire dynamic off like for your for your for his commentary partner how yeah. how is the commentary partner going to do any play-by-play when tom brady's there all you want to hear about is what does tom brady think what yeah. would tom brady have done what would tom brady have done what did what tom what did tom see on that play and it's just like that's what you want to avoid because that's that's a little bit of what it became about with romo as well yeah and what it needed a little Dead bit on. of cal- coming down of was just like cool romo Break it all down for us. Tell yeah, us everything. What, what, what would and you do like, in this situation, Tony? Oh, well, I would come out here and I'd go three by one. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's like, guys, it was a fucking Wayne Gorman three-yard rush <laughs> up the middle. Yes, that's a great achievement for him, but let's settle it down. All right? Like, Jesus 1.7 yards more than Saquon Barkley would have got. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Gorman, 2022, I still believe. Um, <laughs> yes. All right, that, that, that's, that's announcing in a nutshell. Um, but the, if he does play, the Panthers have been linked to Breeze. <laughs> to because they're the only place that needs a quarterback. Can I, can I, can I just pitch you on a, a commentating partnership, though? Tom Brady and Kay Adams together <laughs> in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Callbacks uh, and everything. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Panthers are the only one that need seemingly need a QB you know in the sense that oh we need someone to you know really Texans fake cough fake cough Texans fake cough fake cough Giants Giants um, fuck it go full heel turn go play for the Falcons now every team in the NFL can, can hate Breeze um, yeah I think it would be I don't think he'd come back as you say Tom the teams that are out there uh, one let's not forget how how, how much Drew Brees declined very quickly and also let's not forget how bad that O-line is and yeah he, he would just get absolutely destroyed so uh, I, I don't see that happening I think this is a man just trying to trying to laugh off that he's been fired well he didn't he didn't, <laughs> he didn't discount the USFL he just said football so <laughs> yeah, we'll see is, but, is he could he legally return to college I have and no play idea. College, but... You can look that up this week, Colin. All That's right. Your there we go. Um, talking of the Saints of sorts, uh, <laughs> Drew, uh, where he used to play, Jarvis Landry signed a one-year, three mil plus three mil in incentives deal with the uh, New Orleans Saints, which bolsters out their. Uh, wide receiver roster into being somewhat decent actually maybe uh, <laughs> so right now you got what is it Mike, Mike Thomas uh, Jarvis Landry obviously Alvin Kamara in the backfield Chris as well. Olave and, and Chris and Olave and Traquan Smith I think is still there yeah and so you've got Jameis Winston throwing it I think what you have there really is like you've got each, each slotted number is like half as good as you want them to be. So you've got Mike Thomas, who's coming off a year without any sort of play, playing largely for the first time without Drew Brees, who was one of the best wide receivers at getting open and making catches um, in, in the league. However, now he's up in the air. Uh, up in the air, should I say. 
Then, up in the yard. Up in the yard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> darling. <laughs> and then you've got Jarvis Landry. Um, Jarvis Landry is probably their wide receiver two, but at this point in his career, like he, he's probably a wide receiver two and a half. Chris Olave, who's a rookie coming in, so you know h- how many snaps do you really want to see him taking immediately? And then Trey Smith, who's like fine. Trey Smith, Trey Smith is exactly the type of guy that you didn't want to see playing snap in and snap out for the Saints last year. In terms of like, <laughs> if you see him on the field more than. Oh, is that Traycon Smith? Then it's gone badly for you. Yeah, you you lose what I like would call that Ted Ginn factor that he has <laughs> speed and deep play wise. Where it's like, cool, he's going to be downfield. That's it. Um, you've, just... you've also missed off their, their best weapon, uh, who they paid 140 million dollars <laughs> to last year. <laughs> Tight end, Taysom Hill. Yeah, yes. They definitely didn't pay 140 million dollars to. <laughs> That's what the contract was. Right, but they didn't pay him $140 million. Colin, the contract really... said $140 million, Tom. I don't want to tell you. Do you really think Mickey Loomis would do that? Do you really think he'd go on spot track and lie? Like... <laughs> I don't think he's ever gone on to spot track. I think he has his little suitcase of, of dreams, and it just has every single salary cap figure from here into oblivion factored into it. I would like it if those websites just decided, Spotrack and Over the Cap just decided to put question marks on every contract, and that's like that's what makes him retire. Yeah. It's just Mickey Lewis is like, my job here is done. No one can understand my work. <laughs> like the NFL in like ten years time, are gonna be like, I think he embezzled funds, and we're not really sure. <laughs> yeah, the ESPN thirty for thirty on Mickey Loomis's salary cap control is gonna be brilliant. <laughs> Somehow split Zion Williams' new contract between the Pelicans and the Saints. <laughs> I don't know how he's done that. Uh, he's invoicing all those food bills. To, uh, to, yeah, this is... I also want to point out how much and how quickly you have cooled on Chris Olave, Tom. Is like... Two months ago, it was Olave no matter what. You were, you were in full, full bloom love with this guy you know just like uh, falling head over heels puppy eyes then all, all the works and now it's just like <laughs> and they've got rookie chris Olave. like he's been downgraded to just being a rookie yeah, in but eyes, you like. asked me during our draft like analysis wide receiver show what changed and i said i watched his 2021 tape like, the, <laughs> <laughs> like, i'm allowed to change my mind on guys i thought his 2020 tape was explosive and transcendent and his 2021 tape he just didn't look as good um but also, I think calling calling a rookie a, a wide receiver three and a half is fine. Like he was, he was taken as that second yeah. group. That's kind of what you wanted. Let's like. just hope that people settle down and we, we realize that Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase are kind of out years in terms of performance. Like Elijah, like Elijah Moore and Jane and Waddle had like, and even Devonta Smith had really good rookie years. Yeah. It's just somehow the expectation has shifted yeah. to 16,000 uh, yards year one. Uh, 1,600 yards and 10 touchdowns year one is what's expected of a, of a wide receiver in the first round. When it's just been more of a case of, no, these wide receivers are just the ones... Like, like the wide perfect, receivers in the perfect first round. Perfect fit plus perfect talent plus everything. Yeah, and I'm likely, and I'm likely to get a second contract. Like you know, you're picking a player who's going to be there for five, seven years. It's just a lot of these, a lot of these first round wide receivers are going to be meh. You know, in hindsight, we're going to go meh. You used a sixteenth on that when you know some defensive end broke through in the fourth round and is now a transcend considered a transcendent player. You know, it's like it's just going to be one of those situations where I think people need to put some perspective on it, but. That's not going to happen, so I don't know why I'm trying to will it into, in, into existence. <laughs> Twitter's not going to suddenly be rational. Now you know how I feel with like contracts and average yearly value, Brad. <laughs> Which, by the way, have you seen? Joey Alexander is being paid $31 million this year. And every other year. In and cash. I will hear nothing else. <laughs> but Tom, there is a contract, a new contract of Joey Alexander, who is receiving... Just a paltry one million dollars this year. Uh, <laughs> you can't correct. convince me otherwise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what the contract says. Um, <laughs> uh, break it down for us. How have the Packers managed to pay someone, uh, and the cap isn't real? 
<laughs> well, so the keys with this is that Jair Alexandra, as Alexandra, Alexander already had a large <laughs> salary cap hit for 2022. Um, similar to guys like TJ Watt last year, whose salary cap managed to actually come down from the large number it was at, even though they got a large number extension. Um, Jair Alexander actually got four years, $84 million, with, as Brad said, $31 million in cash in this first year. $30 million of that is made up in signing bonus, and the $1 million um, is just his base salary, which is the minimum he could possibly be paid for the salary of this season. So once you prorate the uh, $30 million signing bonus over the four years of the contract, add that to the base salary of $1 million. That's how you get his cap hit from this year. Um, which I believe lowered by $6 million as a part of this uh, contract. He becomes the highest average yearly value cornerback at $21 uh, $21 million. Um, It's, I think, 500k more, maybe a million dollars more than the most recent Denzel Ward contract. Um, And I think it comes in second um, for cash through two years um but first in first year cash i believe largely because of the largest signing bonus ever given to a corner it is a good deal for a good corner um they are paying the market rate uh, they like set the market but only by about a mil so really that's that's not much i think what's good about this is only four years um, so for Jair Alexander, if he continues this level of play, he can hit free agency again. But for the Packers themselves, other than the signing bonus and a roster bonus that is next year, um, they're not looking at any kind of money that guarantees down the road. That may change as more information comes out, but it means that they are hyper-flexible with this number going forward, which they're going to have to be because Aaron Rodgers' contract gets real funky next year. And is that because he wants more money or to be traded in 2023? <laughs> the, the answer is yes. They, they have to decide pretty much immediately whether they're going to trade him before next season, like in that little window when the new league year starts. Because if they don't, then another two years at, like, I think it's 50 mil lock-in, like immediately. Is there a chaos option where he retires? Uh, yes, but he has to pay back a lot of signing bonus if he retires, um, which is a possibility. You know, he's earned a. But how much does it fuck the Packers? Um, I don't know. (laughs) 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 I think retires. How much does it financially fuck the Packers? So if he announces he's retiring and they don't process it till post June first, I think it would work out quite well. But I don't know how that would work with regards to the um, option that would exercise a few days after the new league year that I was talking about that would lock him in for another two years. So it obviously they have sat down and talked about this and have figured it out between the the groups. But unfortunately, I am not that high on the on the salary cap chain so i i leave it to the people that are paid to know about this stuff i've got a question if that's all right about retirement and the cap uh brad can you help me with this (laughs) if if a player has a a large signing bonus and retires and chooses to hide that money in an offshore account and (laughs) the team can't retrieve that remaining of that signing bonus does it still count against the cap if they're unable to get back the money physically I'm not or sure can they just claim it back? I'm not sure, sure sure if you're suggesting some sort of crypto scam or alternative banking methods, but yeah, uh... okay, maybe yeah, maybe it's all in you know Dogecoin, or maybe it's all hidden in Bored Apes, or maybe it's just you know in Belize somewhere. <laughs> Whatever makes it difficult to you know retrieve, basically. I took your signing bonus, and its value has depreciated by two thousand percent. Well, it was just that the Jefferson that who took his back. rookie deal in Bitcoin, wasn't it? Yeah, and he did well in that, I think. Well, yeah, I don't know how well he's done now, is the thing. I know, you're, I know, up, you're up when you're down, I believe, you're down. I believe Odell was paid last year in yeah. Bitcoin, and he signed for vet minimum. And I believe by the end of the season, it crashed that much, but yeah. he still had to pay his uh, state taxes in US dollars. And I believe in the end, his his entire contract was worth like $3,000. So just to actually pick up on your point that I don't think you were actually seriously asking, um, there have been cases where a team have 
refused to take a signing bonus back from a player who is retiring, you know, as a gesture of goodwill. Maybe it wasn't that much in the grand scheme of things. Um, and so, you know, for a player that's been with that franchise forever, they might just go, you know, you keep the extra mil and a half or whatever it is. And in situations like that, it is still on the cap. So I don't think it's actually to do with the fact that the team get the cash back. It's more you have put loads of stuff into the future to benefit you now. So you have to, you know, if you pay money out, it has to be um, applied to the cap at some point in some year like dinosaurs may have ro- maybe roaming the earth again we might have been gone through three ice ages but at some point the money that mickey loomis actually doles out has to be applied to the cap well i will say column in a more uh, i think in an answer that you can understand more it has proven significantly difficult in recent times to get back money from ex-packers quarterbacks that has been misspent from its purpose <laughs> So it's uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> Brett Favre might go to jail. Uh, is 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 a, is a sneaky off season storyline um, <laughs> that that could take shape. Uh, which column? Uh, I can't believe, but somehow that's a segue into what you've listed as your topic <laughs> to discuss of the day. Wait, we're not actually doing this, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay, I'd good. like to see if he's going to stick with it. <laughs> but I thought, as we have gone through the news and we are 40 minutes down, perhaps it's time for a return of Who Am I? Oh, this is good, because we're near the point where Brad won't bother cutting anything now. <laughs> so, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, true. it's Who Am I, the game show where I pick an NFL player that's probably Olamide Zacchaeus. Brad and Colm have five questions each, and a guess after each question to get to figure out the NFL player that I am pretending to be. And we will use seven or eight or nine or ten guesses, however it is many really. Tom just says five, but <laughs> it's never, it's never <laughs> and it struggles to count to five. <laughs> um, okay. I can't remember what the overall record was. Are we wiping the slate clean? Uh for this yeah, for the season, that sounds good. Or for the off season. It's probably for the off season, isn't it? Sounds good, yeah. sounds good. Um, can I go first? Uh, you can. It is a yes or no question followed by a guess. Cool. Or, is it or... Olamide's Zacchaeus? <laughs> I like how that was your yes or no question. <laughs> the, the answer is no, it is not Olamide's Zacchaeus. Well, that was a lie what you said earlier when you said it probably is, because it's not. <laughs> That's not how probabilities I feel, I feel, work. <laughs> I feel misled. Cool, Colm, over to you. <laughs> well, no, you get a yes. Uh, you, some... you get a guess as well. That was your yes or no question. Okay, uh, so now you get a guess. Uh, Geronimo Allison. It is not Geronimo Allison. <laughs> <laughs> one, one go through for Brad so far. <laughs> Do you want me to go now? Yes. Okay, so that's my question. Uh, I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, my question is: Will I struggle to pronounce his name? But no. Okay. Is it Tom Brady? It's not Tom Brady. <laughs> Brad. Uh, it, are they an active NFL player? They are not an active NFL player. Is it John Brown? It's not John Brown. Have I scored a touchdown in the Pro Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, it's a return of the classic question. But I might be able to tell you. There's so many layers to this question, right? Because one, I now realise it's probably an offensive player. And two, I know they've probably been to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> As we've discussed at length, though, they are not... <laughs> being at the Pro Bowl does not often uh, guarantee you know, worthiness. There's a lot of players that have gone to the Pro Bowl just because of Super Bowl and playoff-related dropouts. Yeah. He probably has, yes. Okay, am I Doug Baldwin? You're not Doug Baldwin. Ah. I'm not Doug Baldwin. Who's Doug Baldwin? Brad, (laughs) it's up to you. Are you Doug Baldwin, Brad? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. No. Uh, Were they a wide receiver? Uh, Yes. Was I... Am I Dwayne Bowe? Is it Dwayne Bowe? Not Dwayne Bowe, no. (laughs) I like how we haven't even figured out how we're going to ask the question. (laughs) Problem. (laughs) Go for it. This is the Jeopardy style situation. 
Did I ever have more than nine touchdowns in a season? No. Oh. Um, How about Brandon Lloyd? No. <laughs> I don't know how many touchdowns he had in the season. Brandon Lloyd like uh, led led a year in touchdowns with the, when it was with the Patriots, I think, and then went to the Broncos. Or no, maybe, you're thinking of Randy Moss. Maybe he led the league did in receiving instead. Did I ever play for the Giants? No. Um, well, I think Tiki Barber's sorry ass. Um, who to go for? Uh, am I? Or is it? I've blanked on wide receiver names. This is this is wonderful. <laughs> uh, I'll go Eric Decker. It's not Eric Decker. Column. Yeah, we're, we're confident he had more than nine touchdowns in a single season, right? Well, no, he didn't. You said. I said, I said, he said didn't. no. Yeah. Okay. Ah. So I'm going to say if he's gone to a Pro Bowl, didn't get nine touchdowns in a season, he's probably a bit of a burner. So I'm going to say, was I drafted in the first round of the NFL? No. Was that a no? Sorry, it was a no. Sorry, you were drafted in the seventh round. I'll tell you. Seventh round. Am I Marquise Colston? No. Damn. Oh. Oh. Uh, no, I think he. Uh, actually, I don't know. Uh, did he? Uh, did this player uh, play for the Saints at all? No. I'll tell you, he played for oh. one team his entire career. And he got. Less than nine touchdowns? Yep. Uh, is it TJ Hushmanza? <laughs> it's not TJ Hushmanzada, no. Let's remember, the first, let's remember my first question is, can I pronounce this person's name? <laughs> the surprising, the surprising and I got real Colin. close to not being able to pronounce Marquise Colston, all right? So that's just... The surprising thing is, Cole, that that's the one name that you can pronounce really well, <laughs> despite its relative complexity. Right, Cole. A question and a guess. Am I now in the Hall of Fame? No. Am I um, Edelman? No. Oh. Surely Edelman more than nine with Brady. Has this player has this player thrown for a a touchdown in the Super Bowl? (laughs) Um. Oh, he's thinking about it. That's an interesting one. It's got to be a pat then, right? Do not believe so. Because oh, I had a specific name in mind, which is, is it Antoine Randall-L? But I think <laughs> no, it's not thing. Antoine Randall-L, no. Seven round one, one team guy. Did I play for the Patriots? You didn't. Oh. Either Tom's given us a really good fake. <laughs> we don't know our seventh round wide receivers very well. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably more likely. Is, when you say played, are you saying was only ever on one roster? Because I'm thinking maybe Reggie Wayne, but I know he was on. He, was in training camp for the Pats no. before he retired. No, no, no. Same, same team. That... According, according to this, same team his entire career, playing games. Sure, or... sure. The 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 fun thing here, Cole, is we know yeah. it's not the Giants, the Patriots, the Saints. So now we've just got to ask twenty nine more questions, <laughs> which, which, which is difficult to. because I think this is the this is the sixth question I'm giving you. <laughs> each, <I think. laughs> yeah. Okay. Keep going until we get it. Yeah. Well, that or I was just going to start giving you details and you could guess. No, no, that'd be cheating. Okay. Uh, did I did I play in the NFC West? No. Fuck. Um. <laughs> okay, I'm now going to need thirty to forty minutes to think about <laughs> another wide receiver. 
Have I definitely not Doug Baldwin? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You okay. Know, Doug Baldwin that played in the NFC West. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, Tom. Also undrafted, I believe. So the whole seventh round thing doesn't. Work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure where this player was drafted, but I have an idea. Tom. Yeah. Uh, was this player known for their tenacious blocking ability? I don't believe so. Ah, oh, I was thinking it might be like. Oh, wait, no. no Heinz was not in the Hall of Fame, is he? He's not, no. No. So it would have been him, but if he's not known for his blocking ability, it won't be him. Uh, let's go instead for. Who's been a Titans wide receiver of the year? <laughs> Uh, KJ Wright? You think KJ Wright? I don't think he had more than nine touchdowns total in his career, let alone in a single season. Been a hell so, of a Pro Bowl effort. Looking at this player's Wikipedia, it says five-time Pro Bowl, but Pro Football Reference says three times. So I assume he was probably voted three times and then went two and times as those weird alternates. Yeah, I, I, just you know, in case that changes anything. It changes agree. everything. I now need to rethink this entire thing. <laughs> First question. Is it Doug Ooh. Baldwin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. One team guy. Um, play for uh, five Pro Bowls. Like, even three Pro Bowls should be notable enough. We're doing a fantasy relevant name. Uh, I'm sure. Um, so I'm just trying to think of it. Team and the, uh, and the first name that jumps out at me. Steve I Smith. think I might have it. Okay. No, you go, you go, you carry on. I said Steve, Steve Smith. Smith. Oh, it's not Steve Smith. Def- definitely played for more than one team as well. Yeah, yeah. Tom. Yes. No, I'm on the other Steve Smith. <laughs> Did I ever appear on Dancing with the Stars? Uh. Um. Yes. Am I... Uh, can't remember his first name. I'm going to say his surname is Driver. He was a Packer and would have won um, at the Rogers Super Bowl. I will uh, give I'm you gonna... Donald Driver. No, 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 because no, I had the yes. first name. Oh. <laughs> I wanted to say Ryan Driver, but I'm pretty sure he's a cricketer. Um... <laughs> yes. I was like, he hasn't got the first name. I've got this now, Donald Driver. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you very much Wikipedia for telling me that um, he was on Dancing with the Stars because I would not have known <laughs> that it will shock you to hear uh, so that yeah, is I want to say season 3 season th- 3 I think uh, season 14 mate ah uh, I was only out by 11 exactly <laughs> um, which that brings us many to... questions as we needed to get to Donald Driver <laughs> that brings us to the close of the first episode of season 2 of Who Am I um, it also brings us to the close of this episode of the And The Kick Is Good podcast. Thank you very much for listening to this that we somehow got to almost an hour. So until next weekend, weekend, week, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. Love you.